0: Welcome back to No More Leadership BS. We are the crew that's going to share some insights, some thoughts, and hopefully spark some thoughts in you that can help you approach leadership with new and creative ways. When I say we, the crew, we are Jeff and Jeff and Jeff and, Jeff and Myra and me. And today we're going to discuss. <laughs> yeah,
1: sounds like
2: a rock group. <laughs> From now on, you have to yep, call it me. me. <laughs> hey, me, I any mean,
0: me? It's, yeah. moving on past that we're going to discuss today not just the leadership itself but how do you earn confidence through competence and it Mm -hmm. is not easy to think through how to be a leader and in some ways because most leaders haven't been shown or they've been shown the negative here's what you don't do so the answer is somewhere else but not that and when people are given a, a responsibility they've never seen before, never done before, They can't have confidence in doing it because they've never done it. So I want to start there. When you all have been given a challenge or responsibility or even taken it on yourself, and you knew you didn't know what you were doing, how do you even start down the path of getting that thing done? And I don't want to pick on a, a speaker. So whoever raised your hand 1st we'll hear your story.
1: Don't worry, please. So you're saying if you're going into a position that you don't Know the the what competencies are needed. How do you start?
0: It could be a position or even a specific singular responsibility, like a new task you haven't done. Even that small scale is just fine.
1: Oh, okay. The first and foremost would be talk to people. Start talking to people and and getting an understanding of their role, their expectations, and how do you fit in. What do they expect from you? What do you expect from them? Building that building those relationships. The other one is educate yourself, find books, find manuals, find documents to bring yourself up to some level of competence. So the language, you can, you, you speak the lingety, but three, have patience. You can't turn an aircraft carrier on a dime and you need to understand that it's going to take a good, good three to six months to participate, but you're just going to spend a lot of time walking around, talking to people, watching watching what's going on, watching why they do things. Why do you do what you do? So yeah, have patience and have trust in yourself.
0: Sure. So you walk into a situation knowing that you don't know. So yeah, you got to know that. Recommendations, educate yourself by reading yeah. and
1: document folks. So I, I worked for a title company. I, I know two things about title and escrow, Jack and Squat. So I walked in there and I started talking with the staff and I started jumping on the computer and I, they have continuing ed classes. And I started taking classes just to start learning the lingo and understanding. And then I would get out and start talking to people. And it took a good six months to become credible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It really did. What did that do to your confidence over that time? When I was first there, I was the dumbest guy in the room and I knew it. I, and I was humble enough. I'd go talk to people and I'd say, here, educate me. Tell me what I don't know. Tell me what I need to know. And how can I help, how can I right now help you in your position? And they did, and I did. I was there for support. I mean, it was right there during the middle when their interest rates were at 2%. I was that chihuahua at the back door, just hopping and bouncing around. I was like, how can I help you? How can I help you? I'd bring them lunch. I'd go make copies. I'd go do this. I'd go do that. I'd run errands. That was my job. But I was learning that. And it's all part of the process.
0: Very cool. I'd like to get some insights from our... Bearded, but scarped friend. V off, please. What's that? Okay. I,
3: I love this topic because everything, you're going to be new at something all the time. Yep. And you have to be brave enough to suck at something to be able to be good at it. And so, but here's the other thing is your confidence level stems from things that you've been successful with in the past. Right. You didn't, as an infant, you didn't know how to stand, yet somebody helped you stand. And then as soon as you could stand, you could like hang on to stuff. And then you started taking little steps and then you started to walk, and then you started to run, and then all of a sudden you could do squats, and you could do all the crazy things that a kid does, and you're running and jumping and climbing things. All the confidence is built off the most basic of things. So if you, as a human being, are confident in your skill set to observe and orient, decide, and act, now now you have a basis of something. Your success will be built on the successes you had before. So if you can identify where you've been successful and how you've been successful, then you can use that information to dictate future action. And that's gonna be super, super important. The story that you tell yourself is the most important story there is. And so even if you understand walking into a room, I know nothing about what I'm about to do. I don't know anything about this job, but I am confident in my ability to learn and my ability to be curious and my ability to act with the right support. And 100%. so I'm going to seek out the support. Like Jeff said, I'm going to seek out the people. I'm going to ask, what do I need to do to be successful? And how can I support you right now as I'm learning how to be successful? That's how do I become a part of the team? And that is vital. That's going to create success wherever you go, no matter what the job. From yep. waiting tables to changing pipes in a field to being the CEO of a company. It's mm-hmm. all across the board applicable to anything that you're going to do. But, tw- but 21-year-old Jeff would have not had that confidence. 21-year-old right. Jeff, this Jeff, 21-year-old Geoff would have walked into the room and said, I know everything. Yeah, right. And then got my ass kicked. Exactly. And, and come back and been like, okay, I didn't know that thing, Yeah, but I know some other stuff. Yeah. I still would have been really confident in the fact that I'm confident in my confidence.
0: Yeah. And Jeff, I want to focus on one point you made I think is really clever in the sense that relying on your prior successes doesn't mean your prior practice. Right, so if you know how to use a hammer, that's awesome. It doesn't help if you're using a screwdriver, but how you learn to use a hammer, can be used in the same way in terms of how you learn what you experimented with, figure out how that screw is going to work. Yep. So, yes. Mister Geyer, what do you say, sir?
2: Well, this it was a great topic, Sam, and it made me as as Geoff was talking there. It took me back to when I got hired in my first senior leadership position. The president and CEO of a small community bank, and I remember telling my folks, and we're, we're talking decades ago now, telling my folks, hey, I'm, I'm going to go be the president and CEO of this bank. And the first thing my dad said to me was, what makes you think you can do that? And he wasn't, my, my, my dad was the greatest man I, I've ever known, and he wasn't trying to diminish me or demean me. He wanted to know, why do you think you can do that? And I was confident, in hindsight now, looking back, I was confident that I could do it, although I had no competence to do it because I'd Mm -hmm. never done it before. Mm -hmm. And so I took the approach, as I think most of us would, certainly. Conroy's story is very similar there to mine. I I started talking to people and reading things and going to conferences. and, And over time, I became, I believe, very competent at it. And while I had confidence to start, that confidence wasn't 100%. And in fact, my reply to my dad when he said, what makes you think you can do that? I told him, I think I can, and I'm going to go try. And there's the thing that if we don't try new things or try to do something more, bigger, better, faster than we're currently doing, we will never grow. I believe it's the way the world was put together that we, we have to get outside of our box. We have to get outside what we know and what our abilities are to, to not be confident. You have to have a little bit of confidence to do that, but it, it's not 100% confidence. I, I wasn't absolutely sure I could do it. I was just pretty sure. Right. And so o- over time, then the competence comes. now. If I'm 100% competent, would they hire me? Would the confidence show, or would it be, I don't know, is the right word maybe arrogant, that if I believe I'm 100% competent, then of course you're going to hire me. Well, that's not the attitude that's going to get you hired, right? If right. it's um, The hiring committee is going to go, oh, this guy is full of himself. So we have to be introspective. We have to be a little bit humble obviously as leaders. And yeah, I I look back at that time in my leadership journey and it was exciting and it was challenging and I was growing every day. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. When
1: when I was approached by that job and I literally said, I know two things about title and escrow, jack and squat. And he says, no, but you know, leadership and people. There you go. And Mm -hmm. so that was my foundation. That was my base to start from.
0: That's awesome. And and guy, your story about your dad's question would you repeat the question cuz it sparked my my thought process a little bit.
2: Yeah, dad I'm going to go be the president and CEO of this bank and he looked right at me and said or asked what makes you think you can do that. Right. So as you after you said that I quickly spun it into the
0: coaching space which I we don't talk about overtly too much but that's not a bad question. It may just be a little less elegant than we coaches may ask, right? What makes you think you can do that, right? Or yes. tell me about your past experience that gives you confidence moving into this role. Yeah, right. it's the same question. It's just a yep. different framework for it. Um, right. Good point. And we think about the confidence and competence in coaching and again, I was thinking on this the last couple of days because we don't talk about the process of coaching too much in this in this space. If I had a client who was duck. Right, trying to figure out how to uh, do marketing. And one of the humps was writing an email. So the issue was confidence. And the thing that it showed up with was writing this email email blast. And in coaching, they advise us and guide us to coach the person about the problem. Mm. Well, I flipped it around. So, okay, the email is the issue. Let's write the email. What, would you, what do you want to say? And what's your whole process to get the email crafted in a way that they like? And so then my question was, now do you feel a little more confident being able to move forward with this? And the answer was, oh, hell yeah. It was for sure. So we went from having no confidence, having some, by doing a little brief experiment we shared, just trying to write this thing out. And yeah, I coached the problem, but the path was to get to the person and their insecurity about doing that thing. And so I do this all the time. I do experiments with my clients. I do them all myself, by myself. And when we were uh, discussing Magic Mind the last few episodes, I've been pretty silent on the topic because it was an experiment. And I ran the experiment and it fell flat for me. You all talk about how it helped with your focus and were able to go on for a couple hours. And maybe I'm just so self unaware. It didn't matter. People cut out sugar and they say, oh, man, I never felt better. Cut out sugar. And I say, oh, man, I really want a donut, right? It it doesn't have the same effect. But I do ask you as a, a leader, a person who's just walking near the earth, having all these experiences, to give yourself a chance to experiment because maybe it lands for you, maybe it doesn't. But the guarantee is that you'll never know if you don't try. I wouldn't recommend something that was going to cause harm or addiction. So if you're interested in Magic Mind, I give it a shot because my other colleagues here have had some great success. Our uh, discount code is NMLBS20. Punch it in magicmind.com. Give it a shot because it could land for you. It might not, but the important part is you give it a try and you'll
3: get to know in the end. Well, I was going to say on that, uh, like not everything is going to work for everyone, right? And so you have to be aware of what your body is going to do with it. But which means if you're going to try something like Magic Mind, you got to give it a shot. You got to literally take it for a few days just to say, okay, did this work or not? And what am I looking for? And so for me, it was very simple. I was like one, does it taste good? I was like, huh, yeah, I actually really like this. Number two is what's my focus like? Because that's what the big thing for me was, was does it actually help me? And so I realized that it helped for about three to four hours, which they said, hey, anywhere from three to eight hours, like it depends on who you are and what you do, right? And so being open to try that, but also being aware, like really look at it and see what does it do for you? And that's with anything, whether you're going to change your diet and say, I'm going to add more vegetables or I'm going to go with all meat or I'm going to try intermittent fasting or I'm going to try and just drink water and like cut down my coffee consumption and see if that helps me. You have to be aware of it. So it's really good to to, to know that not everything works for everyone, but you got to give it a shot in the first place.
0: Yep. And so if you're aware, you get to appreciate things in different space. So as we're talking about running these little experiments and being able to see what works and what doesn't, imagine now that you've been in a situation where you've not had the competence you've earned and learned some things along the way, now your confidence comes up. how do you manage having confidence in a space where your competence is still growing, not the absent but it's still in process. So who wants to take a dive into that arc of confidence and competence, both kind of uh, climbing up the same ladder, Myra, please
4: well I I go back to the old adage, you don't know what you don't know. Mm. I mean, we can go along forever thinking we're just on top of the world because we don't know any better. And I love Maya Angelou's, you know, until you know better than do better. And that's right. loosely, loosely translated there. But the first step is becoming aware of where you're at and not, not blaming others, not, not throwing away your part in it. Becoming aware is just huge. And the next one is, yeah, I have a tendency to research something absolutely to death. Oh, I've got to find one more thing. I've got to look at one more angle. And sometimes that stops me from taking the, the next step because, oh, I might tumble or you don't know what you don't know. I take that to heart. I want to know everything. But what I found is find out one thing or Two things or something and then put action behind it because what you know may not be what works out, what you understand. Mm-hmm. And as you take action, you adjust your expectations, you adjust your knowledge, you adjust your experience. But, and like Geoff said, you've got to be willing to suck. You've got to be willing to step over that cliff and you don't want to do it stupidly. Don't get me wrong. And you want to have the support and the guidance, people that you trust, but to guide you, to bring you back to the straight line to where you're actually making progress and learn a little bit more, take another step, learn a little bit more. It's a constant adjusting. As you do that, you're also building confidence. If you wait and you've got it all planned out and according to your understanding, this is how it should turn out if I do this. And it doesn't. The first thing you do is, oh, I'm so stupid, or I can't do this, or right. let's blame somebody else. I, I think, yeah, be aware, and then what do you need to What do you need to learn to go forward? And then what action? Don't wait too long to take that action.
0: Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, st- I stumbled there for just a second because there was such a, a piece there that just got me because folks who either mildly or apparently, think that they're perfectionists. I have to have everything all figured out, put together, all planned out. That's not bad in and of itself. The hazard comes when it doesn't go that way and then everything falls apart. So if you put all of your confidence in your competence in the pre-planning, and not enough in being nimble as you go along, it's going to have some real significant repercussions. And, and my, I liked your one step after the other kind of approach, right? What well, and, goes up when well, your competence goes up.
4: Yeah, I I heard it a long time ago because I I'm a recovering perfectionist. I'll just let mm-hmm. you know that you, you sure. never step out of that. You have to guide yourself out of that. Somebody told me once that a perfectionist is somebody that that takes great pains and gives them to others, and I I <laughs> think that is just, that's just too true. Because you're you're so invested in your plan and because you've worked on it so long and it becomes part of your ego of who you are. And then when it doesn't work, it can be devastating. Mm-hmm. So I've learned through my recovery process is learn something, take a step, learn something, take a step. And it really does build the confidence over time. Yeah, so,
3: Jill, did some of that add well, yeah, because, Meyer, you, you were saying don't step to that edge of the cliff and, and jump off without a safety net. I will say that that safety net is really important. Oftentimes, it's a coach or a mentor or somebody that's saying, hey, you can do this. You plan for it and understand that it's not going to be perfect, that it's a work in progress. And you know, that in my career, when I first started speaking, the moment I saw my friend speak, I said, that's what I'm supposed to do. I was naturally inclined towards that industry and towards that career. But it took me seven years of practice before I actually said, I'm actually a professional. I actually feel confident when I step in front of any group to talk about any subject that I have been hired to talk about. And it was really, honestly, there was a moment, I remember it was about three years into my speaking career when for the first time ever, I was going to do a six-hour training all by myself and I didn't have a safety net. And that was the moment where I was like, oh my gosh, it's just me. I have to do this all by myself. And that was a massive moment of growth. And I had to look at myself and say, where am I ready? Where am I not ready? What have I prepared for? And i prepared for everything, by the way. In my mind, I was very ready, but I still had my little safety net. I still have my notes because uh, I mean, six hours is a long time to, to do a training. Right. <laughs> but that after that, I was like, okay, cool. Now I don't need my notes anymore. I did it once with my notes and I'm like, what am I thinking? I've done this hundreds of times. I know what I'm doing. I don't need my notes anymore. And now I can do it from memory. I I don't I got so much material that I'm like, okay, cool. I can just go from memory and do because I've had so much practice, the confidence and the competence are there through the thousands and thousands of hours of practicing that one skill set. And so if you are in, in any industry, practicing helps you to gain confidence. It's with basketball. You don't just automatically grab a basketball and you're really good at basketball. You have to shoot the basketball thousands of times to realize, okay, cool. And if you've actually got somebody that says, wait a minute, here's how you hold the basketball. Here's what it looks like. Here's the shot. Your growth, your improvement is going to be exponential compared to somebody who doesn't have that outside perspective. And so. 10,000 hours. Yeah. Ten. And you know what? You can actually shorten that. That 10,000 hour rule is just a general rule of thumb. But if you want to get really good, have intentional practice behind it. Look at Steph Curry, like how he practices yeah. and The ways that he practice are all like competitive and with a very specific intention behind it. The intention of the practice creates a higher learning curve as well. So you can lower that 10,000 hour rule significantly if you do it through play and you do it through intention.
0: So let's take a quick spin in a different direction, but we're going to to wrap up before too terribly long here. And a slightly different direction is, let's use the Steph Curry base, right? There was another very famous basketball player who was a very good athlete in the basketball space who then grabbed the baseball bat and did so well. So use that as one example. Another example is folks like me who've got the uh, pile of uh, letters behind their name sometimes think that because they've earned that one designation about one very tiny specific question, they know a lot of stuff about everything. So how do we as competent and effective leaders Keep our confidence in check when our competence isn't there, even though we think that might be the case.
2: Sam, for me to have those two things, confidence and competence, work together or balance, I I don't know the analogy. We have to be both confident and competent. There's one thing we have to keep in check. And for me, that is arrogance. And so just because I'm confident and just because I'm also competent doesn't mean I get to be a jackass. Doesn't mean that I I walk around above everybody else. It doesn't mean that when I'm in the room, I believe I'm the smartest person there. It doesn't mean that, that I get to walk around with my chest puffed out because I'm the best at X, Y, Z. What, what it really means is you're confident in the, in the direction that you're going and confident in the competence that I have in going in that direction. And, and that means as a leader, you're not at the pinnacle. You, you have the self-awareness enough to understand that being arrogant isn't going to get me where I want to go and it isn't going to get me where the team needs to go. Mm-hmm. And so to me, diminish the arrogance on the scale and and you will increase your confidence which uh, well we've been talking about repetition will help you increase your competence
0: absolutely like and that. That. that license to engage in full scale weapons grade jackassery doesn't exist right you Correct. can oh hey, absolutely
2: jerk. in fact we we all know we can pick out Big corporate leaders around the world, sports figures lent, lend themselves to this. Politicians really lend themselves to this. And all of those, pick whatever genre you want. There are very competent and very confident people in those spaces. And and the ones that aren't very effective or, or rub you wrong or don't seem to be very effective are the ones who have arrogance off the scale.
0: Rarely right, never in doubt. Correct. There you go, man.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I like it. I'm going to use that. That's a good one.
0: (laughs) So we have perhaps eclipsed the time limit for this particular episode because it was just much fun. And as you listen to this and pick up your little nuggets of information or experiments you want to run, we'd love to hear about it. Please uh, go to the show notes, get all of our socials, links, all that kind of stuff. And we have, of course, email, which is in there. But the newest thing we have is a number for texting. And our number is in uh, my notes, which is 986 213 Text it. Let us know what's up in the world. And if you share comments, thoughts, ideas, we'd love to be able to address it in our next episode and ensure that you get value from each and every episode. So see the show notes Five-star rating on the, the podcast service you use. And until next time, I'm Dr. Sam with Jeff, 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 and Myra. And listen to us next week. Bye.
2: Bye. Yes. Later, bye.